Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in the studio. My name is Mike Van Dyke, followed by... Shauna's here. Shauna is here, and Jeremy is not in the studio, but he is here with us. We have his laugh. (laughs) There Uh it is. Jeremy, you have to laugh at everything. I gotta do it again. I gotta do it again. There it is. All right. He'll appreciate that. Yeah. And we also have uh, in the studio with us a special guest, Ronnie Mills. Ronnie Mills uh, is a church planter uh, of Kingdom Chapel here in North Fort Worth. And uh, he just recently started that. Ronnie, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's good to be with you guys. Glad to have you, man. Hey, really quick, uh, before we get into the biblical counseling piece, uh, can you just share with us a little bit about uh, Kingdom Chapel, how you came about it, what was the process like? And then uh, once we kind of establish that, then Shauna will we'll kind of start chopping it up about the biblical counseling. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a brand new church here in the North Fort Worth area. Uh, we actually had our official launch date on August 25th. So Wow. Just a bit ago. Yeah. And uh, we've been doing well. We're a plant of the Baptist Missionary Association of Texas. And um, shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out to them. And so we're excited about that. We're excited to be in the community. And uh, we did a six month residency, my wife and I, at a church in Rowlett before we started our journey here. We started in our home and we were in my house for about four months. And then uh, we quickly needed a space. And so now we are meeting at uh, Alliance Christian Academy. Shout out to Alliance there Christian it is, Academy. Right there. Very yep. cool. Very cool. That was cool because on Facebook, I saw y'all even converted your garage into like the ch- children's center. And she yes. had like a little, like your, your foyer, like your entryway into your house was like the greeting center. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. Yes. And then when you launched your church, you're like seeing, okay, here's where we were and right. here's where we're at now. Exactly. Very cool. It's Literally been, humble beginnings. Cool journey. Already yes. been doing humble baptisms beginnings. and stuff. We, I mean, we have, yes. Lots of celebrations already. Absolutely. We That's sure really have. That's really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. How many baptisms? So just to keep it, you know, Baptist. Oh, do we, numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. we always got to be focused on the numbers. Just, great. I'm just, but I just, you know, it's just curious as, as a new church plant. Like, yeah. Because I think here in this area, we have a lot of people that are longtime church goers, seasoned sure. believers, and you, we don't do a lot of baptism. So it's just, right. you know, doing a lot of baptism is typically an indication that they're new believers. So that's yeah. why I was kind of curious, not yeah. to the, the numbers point. you know. Yeah. yeah. So, well, with us not, not even be a year, not even being a year old, um, we've baptized 14 people at That's Kingdom awesome. Chapel mm-hmm. and not all of those individuals have come to faith in Christ, uh, through our ministry. Uh-huh. Um, but through the work of our ministry, they have followed the Lord in obedience to baptism where they've come to know him somewhere else and, uh, wherever they were at church or, or whatever the case may be in life. We're going to come and do discipleship in, in, in your in your church. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very absolutely. cool. That's very cool. Well, very awesome. And it's with that, that we wanted to, uh, just, you know, just let our listeners hear the reality of, it doesn't matter where churches are, uh, biblical counseling is important. So for you to be a, a, a church plan and to, um, be in biblical counseling, uh, is tremendous. And so that's kind of why we wanted to do this episode. And so we're glad you're here, Ronnie. So thank you, Shauna. 
Yeah. Well, it's really cool how we met Ronnie, uh, Michael and I, he was introduced to us by a mutual friend, uh, last year, late, late about this time last year, we started talking about, you know, tr- Michael and I, we founded a ministry called truth renewed that's located here in Keller, Texas. And what we do is we provide free biblical counseling to the community. And obviously we we've, uh, that was about 2014 when we were founded and obviously noticed right off the bat that, um, the need was greater than the counselors in the area. And so we knew it some point that we were going to have to grow and, and, and get more counselors here on, on staff or volunteer on staff volunteer though. Right. Yes. We love our volunteers, um, and serving the Lord in that way. Um, but we just, it wasn't timing because we were baby, you know, uh, counselors and just learning and trying to figure this all out. And it was kind of hard at first to really network and, and reach out. And, and so we really learned a lot of, um, when you start out what's needed, you know, and what would offer good support. And so late last year, when we started talking about, okay, what does that look like? I think we're ready now. We've definitely got to grow. We're turning a lot of people away and we definitely want to help everyone that we can call. And it just really uh, grew beyond our reach. And so um, what we what we did is we reached out to the Association of Biblical Counselors with Jeremy Lillick, which is obviously our our podcast hope and our host and um and, and just partnered up with him and said, look, we want to help and become a training center for you to to uh, bring biblical counseling back into the churches. But obviously, the way that Truth Renewed serves the community, how can we also you know do that? And so that's really what started last year. Um, and then in March, we actually launched our first training program. And in launching, we wanted we knew we, we couldn't start too big. And so our number was really like 10. And then and then we're like, OK, well, we'll do 20. And then we ended up landing at 21. Um, and we already have some people signed up for our next year class. But in that 21, we were so thankful and blessed with those that God connected us with, like Ronnie, who were lead pastors. We had chil- children's ministers. We have um, women and men who serve in freedom ministry. Pre- eight different churches. Prison ministry. Yeah, eight different churches represented, which is really cool. But then also some of those coming out of the class to then be volunteers at Truth Renewed. So we can continue to be on mission for um, the local churches. And so with Ronnie, what was really cool about you and what we just really were excited about is the fact here you are a church plant. And I always tell Michael, like, do people have any time like left (laughs) when you're planning a church? I mean, you're pretty much doing everything. So the fact that you were willing to jump on board here um, and, and be a part of the program, but then also partner with Truth Renewed and all that came through that. We were just really thrilled. And then now that the program, I mean, they're about to graduate November yep. 2nd coming yeah. up. And so um, we really just reached, you know, asked the class, hey, what what have you learned through the program? What have you enjoyed? How would you encourage other people? And so obviously this podcast is designed for that. You know, we want to encourage the individual and the local church in discipleship and counseling. And so Ron, you're a perfect example of what that looks like. Here you are, a pastor, fre- fresh planning a church, really just launched just this past month right. while you're in the training program and doing all this reading and intensive study um, to figure out what does this intensive discipleship look like. And then through that, God really brought the need, like you already had people responding to the need and you being a part of, of that. Um, so could you just kind of share obviously with us and then all those who are listening, like what your thoughts were really on the program, kind of what you're seeing as a lead. I mean, you're the teaching pastor um, yet and seeing the need in for counseling in the local church. Yeah. Well, I think I, I told you earlier on um, 
one of the days before class that, you know, just you know, reading a lot of books, we do that. But since I started in the biblical counseling course, I really found that, man, I just really only have time to read things that are devoted to biblical counseling because just, you know, it's so important and so vital um, to the ministry that we that we have in the local church. One of the resolves that I gave myself whenever I started a church plant um, was I quickly found out that, man, um, I'm getting myself into a lot of stuff, right? There's, there's life is messy. You know, it, not everybody has it all together. And one of the resolves that I gave myself was that, that I need to pastor now. Um, you know, a lot of times when we, we focus on church planting, um, the, the goals are normally just campaign driven goals. And we're just trying to get ourselves here and build this foundation and so that we can get further down the road. But the reality is, is that those that are coming to journey alongside you, man, they're just going through some stuff mm-hmm. and they need someone that can take the time to walk through them on this journey. It's not all about, you know, um, raising funds and, you know, moving into a new space. You know, you got people that God is entrusting you with and as a shepherd over them, the responsibilities that you have are, are weighty and they're, and they're, they're, they're a lot. And so, Biblical counseling, this course has, I would say it's definitely equipped me to be able to invest in the life of my people here early on and to already establish that kind of a culture within our church. And discipleship is something that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about, but I think that um, biblical counseling just, just adds so much content to that, I think. And, uh, you know, I just, I've just enjoyed it. So let me ask you a question with that, Ronnie, and you you mentioned there how much in your discipling, because I know you're, you're all about discipleship. You're, I mean, you're discipling uh, the men and the women, your wife is discipling the women. Uh, You guys are all about discipleship. Have you found, you know, in in the midst of this 30 weeks and uh, really engaging and engrossing yourself in the, uh, the, the biblical counseling material, uh, the journal of biblical counseling, for example, and all the rigorous reading of of all of this have you seen that impact the level of your discipleship absolutely um i, I would you know it's funny you say that because we I've, we've read a lot of different people one one of my favorite that we've that we've obviously read is, has been paul tripp mm-hmm. and so um <laughs> my wife is jokes around me all the time how she can definitely see how we almost like got I his just, mustache you know yeah, right yeah, exactly <laughs> how a lot of the things that i'm reading is coming out of my preaching mm-hmm. like it's not just impacting mm-hmm. It's not just impacting my level of discipleship, but it's impacting the way I preach. That's good. And, um, you know, the main theme throughout Kingdom Chapel from start to where we are now has been, where is the treasure of your heart? Like, and that's it, you know, turning our hearts to Jesus, because that's our, that's our main trouble, right? Is, is what is our heart attached to? Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Um, whoa. Hit that one a little close on the mic. Um, anyway, with, with that, you know, and, and we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, but, you know, and, and you kind of spoke to it there a moment ago, just that the level, the high functioning capacity of being involved in every, every, every piece of, you know, Sunday service, um, you know, literally doing as much as you possibly can to help launch. Uh, and you put a lot on your volunteers as well. So I love the fact that, you're realizing that, you know, because oftentimes I see in, in the in the local church context where, you know, because 
if we didn't have volunteers, man, Sunday service really wouldn't happen in terms of the other areas of ministry outside of sitting in the pews and, and hearing the word of God being preached. Um, but being able to take that and actually use that to minister to your people. And the beautiful thing is, um, and, and maybe this can transition into, you know, kind of answering this question, which is when you're done and you guys continue to develop as a church and you, and you continue to get rooted into this community, how do you see uh, raising up people in your church uh, to, to have lay biblical counselors, right? Um, kind of like how you have yeah. people discipling other people within your church. Do you see a, a uh, kind of a, of a trend or, or a correlation to how you could use that, you know, with raising up, um, you know, biblical counselors within your own community, like as a part of your DNA of who you are as yeah. Kingdom Chapel. Yeah, of course. Uh, absolutely. I think so, because I think that at the, at the heart of the matter, biblical counseling is discipleship is what, right. we've, what we've been saying all along. And so um, teaching others to disciple others and making disciples that make disciples. I think that so long as our, um, I think that's going to be rooted in the DNA of our our church already um, because it's starting with me and I'm passing on to others. And, um, you know, in our discipleship process, we, I've already given out articles that I've, I'm going through, <laughs> right. like awesome. I'm reading, you know, yeah. things cool. like that, yeah. making copies of things and just mm-hmm. handing these out as resources. And um, so it's, it's super helpful. You know, the, the fifth resolve that I have on my list whenever I started uh, planting kingdom chapel was that it was to raise leaders because I can't do it alone. And I realized that, and it's just taken, it's taken a, a step of faith in being a servant leader until we can get some leaders raised up. Um, and so, yes, I do see Kingdom Chapel having a devoted counseling ministry um, per se, but I think that's going to be really heavily rooted in the way we disciple already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. you can think about just, I think of like the mega churches, because obviously we're located in Texas and I know we have friends, you know, all over the States, but in Texas, it seems like there's a church on every corner, like a McDonald's, you know, and, um, and a lot of these churches, mega aren't, churches they're, right they're not small. Yeah. So I'm saying they're mega mm-hmm. churches. And, you know, one of the things that as Ronnie's talking and I'm thinking about him in the context of your church, it's like, you're, you're really, it, it's like a small group, right? So like, right. let's say a small group in a mega church, the, obviously it's your large larger than a small group, but you're living life and you're so close to them that I think a lot of pastors, when you get to a certain growth, Mm -hmm. you have, you have to build your team in order to serve the church in that way. And so, you know, if you aren't prepared and ready to walk and if, if some, something tragic happens within your church family, you know, I think you're turning them away or referring them out would be a lot harder than what we're seeing in like these big churches, right? Because it's more personal and you, and, and I love that, that small church context that, you know, um, I think you're in a season where you're probably doing a lot of extra work and you can't wait to grow, but there is a sweetness there because I mean, you get to really feel like family Mm -hmm. that I think sometimes we miss out on, you know, if we're not really being in those intentional community groups and stuff when we get in these larger churches. And so for you to be, um, I guess, you know, educated and reading and studying up on, obviously it's, I love how you said it's changing your preaching, but then, um, and obviously I would assume it's, it's impacting you personally within your, and with your own home. Um, but then to be able to love on your church family in this way to, to help them in the more intensive discipleship area, I think is such a great thing for you because I would hate, you know, I would hate to think that you would have to then refer them out, you know, and not saying that we don't love our professional counselors out there. So if you're a professional counselor 
and you're listening, we know the need and the urgency for specialized uh, help in certain areas. And, and we want to, you know, our biblical counselors in our churches and in our ministry should partner with you. Um, but I, I do think that there's a lot that can be helped and, um, and really counseled from within the church, right? Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I know that, that uh, whenever we first started the counseling course, uh, that was one of the things that you guys had shared that, that it's your heart that counseling is put back in the church mm-hmm. and that it's something that the church does. And I share that. I, I, I think that that is, I mean, what else are we to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Like when you sit and think about it, like what yeah. else are we to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, what's beautiful about that too, and Shauna, even kind of going back to your point is, yeah, we're, we're definitely not, we're not putting the specialized counselors, you know, the LPCs and those who have their private practices, we're not putting them out at all. Uh, but we do things in tandem and just like a family, like sometimes there's a family issue or matter that, you know, it's hand, it's being handled in house, but then there may be a third party involved just to kind of help with the nature and scope of whatever's going on. And I think it's kind of the same thing for the local church context because we're starting small. And even as you grow, you stay small because of the model of your church, like how you disciple and how personable and how, how familial you are in your Mm -hmm. local church. And I think, I think that's, that, that's really the missing element. I think that's what, what I really connect with when it comes to biblical counseling is it, it, it says like, yeah, this is really difficult. And here's what the three of us know. And most of our listeners, when we, when we sit and really think about it, man, discipleship is hard. And a lot of people struggle with being able to disciple because they simply don't have time. Yeah. And this is kind of like, no, it, this is a commitment. And just like family is a commitment and it, it changes, it helps restructure and prioritize the way that we do church. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, that's, that's one of the things that, uh, that I loved about, um, I, I think Paul Tripp said this, you know, much of ministry is interrupted, right? And yeah. And his, uh, your G- life is a community project. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And so yeah. uh, Jesus's ministry all, all the time was interrupted ministry. And we have to be able to be willing to be interrupted mm. and to step into the mess of yeah. mm-hmm. someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important too for the local churches that are listening out there that, you know, obviously we love our lead teaching pastors when it starts from the top boy, that definitely changes the culture. Yeah. So kudos to Ronnie and all those other lead pastors out there that are, you know, starting with you and then, and then seeing that go down. Um, but often we do see that lead pastors are like, you know, I'm not in a place right now, but where are my strong leaders and let me get them trained and certified and then, and then let that multiply and grow from there, which I also think is a great thing. You know, a pastor, you know, and now let me speak to the leaders in the church, you know, really a pastor, of course, it's part of his position and, and, and how you want to love on your body, Ronnie, as, as you do, but you know, there's there, the need can be great at times and, you know, you can be stretched thin in a way that you can't give the sufficient care that you need to maybe one or two families or whatever that looks like in your schedule. And so, you know, I want to just encourage the leaders out there to where I remember a pastor said, you know, you're, Shauna, you and Michael are like my best friend because I mean, you know, for any pastor to have that help and support is a really huge thing. And when you go into a local church, you can easily see the volunteer areas, children's ministry, youth ministry, right? Community group leader, and all those are great ministries. But one of the things that's often forgotten is that counseling part of it, because in our culture today, it's become what we refer out to. And so we just want to speak to you if you're a leader 
leader out there in the church, man, and if you have any types of questions or thoughts about what this will look like and where to start, you can email us at topics, you know, at speakthetruth.org. And we'd love to get you connected to someone that would really be able to help you in a starting point of building a counseling ministry. Also, if you're a pastor and you're saying, you know, okay, I get it. Like I'm with you. I hear what you're saying, Shauna, Michael, and Ronnie, and I want to build a counseling ministry in my church, but you just don't know how to do that. And it just seems overwhelming. Again, here we are at Speak the Truth. We want to help you do that. So email us and we'll help you and connect you to other churches or uh, or ABC and to, to really be able to help you say, here's how you do it. You know, we'll help you, support you, uh, get you the partners that you need in order to do it. Don't not do it because you don't know how or you feel like it's not something that's possible right now because just wait a few months, right? I mean, you started the program and you immediately had families or the need coming yeah. your way. They're there. It's there. And we need to be prepared for that. And a program like this takes all year, you know, and so, um, but here's one of the things I want to ask you, because uh, one of the things that we obviously um, are with at Truth or Nude is counseling by same gender. And so you're the only one from your church. So what are your thoughts about maybe having women that are certified counselors within your church? Absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, you know, I, I would absolutely champion that. I think it's a great thing. I would love for my wife to go. I was going to say, what about your wife? Absolutely. You know, I already shared the material with her anyway. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting it already. Might as well make it official. Yeah, that's right. You know what? And actually that's a really good idea. I love that you brought that up, Ronnie. Like the fact that you are saying, here's what I'm reading and I'm studying. And yes, I preach on Sunday, but why not share this resource with my body right now? So for you discipleship pastors or other leaders in the church, for you to, as you're reading and studying this type of material, like sharing and saying, hey, read this article, like sending an email, sending a text, sharing it on Facebook and saying, you know, you never know that one piece of resource could really stir something in their own heart and life, but then they might have been connected with someone else that's in their network that they can immediately share with. So I love that you do that. That would be actually even good for like elders and deacons, you know, yeah, like a pastor to bring in an article and read it as like a starting off of an elder deacon meeting. I'm just shooting ideas out there. Yeah. What are y'all thinking, pastors? That's I don't great. know. There's yeah. some good seeds there. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I think they'll take root. I think they'll take root. A deacon. That would be great, right? That Good resources for them to care for the church. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, just, just a, a, one more concluding thought on just the church planning piece, Ronnie. Um, if there's any of our listeners out there um, who have been in talks with um, – with their, uh, you know, their pastor or they're thinking about doing, you know, starting a planning a church and looking for core teams and everything. Do you, do you have any encouragement just on the, the church planning piece mm, That's good. as far as like, what do you mean? Just, uh, just encouragement, um, just sharing some of the struggles and kind of tying this even to the biblical counseling where, you know, Shauna brought up, you know, as you've been, you know, this is probably one of the, the roughest years of your life in terms of stretching you and not having bandwidth and everything. And so, like, how much of this counseling stuff was ministering to your own soul? Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of thing. So, like, what? How, how would you encourage people who are either thinking on or beginning the path to church planning to, you know, maybe encourage them in some material that you've come along the way within biblical counseling that would help them uh, just man, fill their souls, um, just in, you know, because it is a, a church planning is, is a very yeah. rigorous work and, and man, it's, it's, it takes a lot out of you. So. Well, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've referenced it, to, referenced it a few times, um, during this time here that I've, I've set myself five resolves and, yeah. uh, the very first one that I, that I had to resolve was that God has called me. 
and he's called me to church plant because without that, there's just no way that I could ever think that I'm doing this. <laughs> it would just be in vain, right? Yeah. Um, I don't even know how I would sleep at night if that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I didn't even, you know, I wasn't even feeling called into church planting. I felt more of doing church revitalization, mm-hmm. but this is where God has led me. My second revolve was that he's gone before me and, um, you know, that he, he's paved the way he's got a plan, a purpose for, for what I'm doing. The third was to pastor now and, and to shepherd now. Mm-hmm. And the fourth was this, this was a big help, help to me was stay relative to us. Um, a lot of times as church planters, we want to look for the big next step or, or we want to champion something or we want to make it all about a campaign or we just can't look, we just can't wait to look 10 years down the road where we've got, you know, this big church or whatever. But the reality is, is that, and we just find ourselves in a lot of mess when we do that, yeah. keeping it relative to us. And then, and then fifth is just to raise leaders because you can't do it alone. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, those things have just been like cores to me, like a, like a, just it's just been anchors for me to, to anchor into and to really hold on to as I've been planting kingdom chapel. Um, as far as resources go, I mean, there's all kinds of resources out there. Who do you, I know you mentioned Paul Tripp, but who, who else? Like I've noticed you, uh, Robert D. Jones, you've posted a few times. Yeah. yeah I'm starting okay. to dig a little bit into Stuart Scott. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm reading the exemplary husband right now. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's been great. Just, dig, mm-hmm. just digging into it. But like you were saying, you know, the counseling stuff has, has helped me too personally mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, you know, um, it, instead of, you know, being frustrated with my kids, I, I, I now look to my heart and say, okay, why am I frustrated? Yeah. You know, there's some selfishness within me yeah. that caused that anger. Right. Mm. Um, you know, just different things like that. And so it's, it's been super helpful for me. Very cool. Very cool. cool. So, you know, when you think about church planning, what was probably one of the hardest things that you've had to walk through? Is it the time restraint? I think the hardest thing about church planting is putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. Um, because there's always the fear of failing. Mm hmm. Uh, that it's and rejection, right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Criticism. Criticism. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I've just had to, had to kind of own was that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have to be willing to sacrifice, um, what others may think of me in order to do what I feel like God's called me to do. Gosh, that's huge. I mean, even as a women's teacher, you know, we have about 120 women in the Bible study right now. And I keep telling Michael, it's like, man, the more I put myself out there, the more like I'm thinking some people aren't liking this that I do. Okay. Like I'm overanalyzing this and that, that fear of rejection can bring like this anxiety where you almost just want to run away. Like I want to run off the stage like Napoleon dynamite, if you know what I mean. And so I'm telling (laughs) Michael, like, if I feel like that for women's ministry, I cannot imagine pastors because a hundred percent, you guys are like, it's all about preference and opinion. I mean, yeah. people come to church and you are one of the main things that's looked at on whether we like you or we don't like you. Right. And that's going to be the reason why we come or don't go. John, what's his name? Chris or whatever. Yeah. Just did that Google review. Like people were actually doing Google reviews on churches and stuff. And it's like <laughs> absurd with what they're looking for. You know, it's, it's funny. because They're going to say, I don't like Ronnie's fedora, so I'm not coming right? back. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has beard. a beard. Yeah. 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 He rides a motorcycle too, you guys. He's like yeah. super cool. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah. No, it is. What's funny about that? Unfortunately, it's funny, but it's really sad because what he it points is. out is the level of consumerism. Yeah. 100%. And just to bring this full circle, um, 
you know, even within the the fear of man struggle is that's one of the things that the, the within biblical counseling, that is the first thing that we attack mm-hmm. is yeah. the, the, the reality of fear of man and how we all struggle with it. And then those in leadership, it, man, it's a huge struggle. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge struggle. Um, so with all that to say, Ronnie, man, thank you for being here. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate your friendship. Um, I know I'm learning from you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thank you for the encouragement to those who are um, thinking on church planning or maybe even currently in church planning, um, just thinking through biblical counseling and how not only that would help the individual themselves, but also benefit their their church as well. Absolutely. Uh, to our listeners, again, just want to encourage you to um, email us at topics at speakthetruth.org. Literally, if there's anything that y'all want to you know, want us to talk on, uh, topically speaking, just let us know. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Until then, speak the truth. Bye, everybody. Bye.